Gouda. My name is Alan, and today I'm here with Criseda and Lisette. Uh, go ahead and say hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Criseda. Hey, I'm Lisette. All right, you guys have been on the podcast before, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Lisette, you've been on here like multiple times. Uh, Criseda, is this your second time? Maybe? It's, I think, my third. Oh, okay, so the listeners will. They already know you. There's no need to do an intro or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, today we got a really, I think it'll be a really good episode. Whenever we talk about kind of this stuff, um, it tends to be a really good episode. But before we get into that, in honor of Brian, he's not dead or anything, but just in honor of him, he's not here <laughs> recording with <laughs> us or anything. Um, we could do a little icebreaker. I thought of it. It's not really an icebreaker. Maybe. Uh my question to you is what is like the most famous celebrity that you guys have have met you know since you guys go to ucla it's a school in los angeles you guys probably have had that interaction with someone like a celebrity or someone famous um Mm -hmm. yeah if any of you guys want to answer first you guys can go ahead um any as far as personal interactions conversations go i think the most famous person would have been Peter Asher, but I think for younger people listening, which is going to be everyone listening to this, no, they don't know who that is. But he was, oh. yeah. So he was this, um, a singer in the '60s. He produ- He's a producer now. Produced a bunch of music, um, and he was the inspiration for Austin Powers, as far as like the look goes. Where did you meet him? I met him at um, a thing called Beetle Fest in 2014. Mm. So, so a bunch of 60s musicians were there. Wow, how old are you to be in 60s musicians? Yeah, I was 15. And I was like probably the youngest person there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, in, I'm into like old music too, but I don't. I'm not 100% sure if at 14 or 15 I was into that music. Maybe a little yeah. bit, but not not as much as I am into it now. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Fun times. <laughs> how, how did that interaction go? Did you take a picture? Did you awkwardly? Yeah, I did. I have the picture, but I hate how I look because I look <laughs> like a dorky 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Lisette? I'm thinking about it. I don't know. <laughs> um the one that on sets and stuff right uh (laughs) i yeah i guess (laughs) yeah i have um it's like i've been on on a few and i and i work on it currently but it's like the biggest one i want to say my interaction with adam levine from rune five was was pretty spontaneous and fun that's pretty huge <laughs> yeah i i he was so nice so nice um i which is weird because i've heard the opposite but when i met him he was really nice uh said yes to taking a picture with me and i don't know i it was just really cool and we bumped into each other um actually shopping mm. and um so it was like some anthropology store or airport i don't yeah some store in hollywood and yeah so that that's that's mine i don't know if i can think of any anything else 
was it like an awkward interaction or is that just like a me thing <laughs> it, at first it was awkward but i was like Lisa, you're such a huge fan and he's such a great songwriter and you really look up to people who are songwriters what if you never get this interaction or you never get this opportunity again just do it what's the worst thing he can say is no to to a fan you know whatever life goes yeah. on <laughs> so I just gave myself a pep talk and I mustered enough courage and at that time I was I was I was really really young I was and I've been um I've been on set since I was a kid so that's why and like shoot so that's why I'm like you know what just do it <laughs> so so yeah. I'm proud of myself for that one yeah I, I I used to really like Maroon 5 too um Maroon 5 was like I think one of the first albums I bought like digitally like I bought <laughs> I don't remember which album it was it was like the pink purplish one I don't oh, remember it it's too soon before long yeah there we go the second one <laughs> I bought it like through Google Play or whatever because it was like a dollar and I was like fuck it and then I just got really into it <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> I have that album too yeah it's 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 really good what about you? For me, I lived in LA all my life, and I can't think of like a really famous person or like someone cool like that, or like someone that like I I know, like I kind of know them, but it's like since I don't really know them, it's not like a big deal. Um, yesterday I went to Amoeba, which is a record store here. It it recently opened again this week. Um, uh, I've been wanting to go. It's the one Yeah. I only waited like forty minutes. Like I think. Well, maybe yesterday because it was Easter, but it wasn't that bad yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but my bro, I, w I went with my brother and my cousins, and we were in line. And then my brother's all like, dude, I think that's Jimmy O. Yang, who's like a comedian. I don't know if, if anyone listening knows him, but he's a comedian from uh, Hong Kong. Hong Kong American actor, comedian. And he's like, dude, I think that's him. And then, like, cause he, he walked by and I'm all like, oh, I don't know. And then we went inside and he was shopping in there. And my brother had an awkward interaction with him. Well, not awkward. It was just kind of <laughs> like, you know, like always like, oh, hey, can I get a picture? Oh, okay, cool. That's why I got reminded of this question. But I haven't, I haven't really met anyone. Like, I don't think anyone stands out to me. Oh, yeah. My, my partner met Pedro Pascal a couple of times, which kind of leads into what we're going to talk about. So that's pretty cool for him, but perfect yeah. segue. And yeah, awesome. We, yeah, if I would have met Pedro Pascal, I would have. I, I I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have been super awkward too. But um, <laughs> me too. So yeah, thank you, Criseta, for that uh little segue. So today we're gonna be talking about Star Wars, and you know, not uh maybe a little bit kind of like nerdy, geeky topic, but uh more about like representation when it comes to um. Uh, gender and race right or, or yeah right? <laughs> which I, I I know like diversity is like a big or the lack of diversity not diversity <laughs> the lack yeah. of diversity is a huge problem in Hollywood and um, I never really thought about it like in Star Wars until like we brought up this prompt but I'm like yeah it's like like the like of course that's a problem in the Star Wars universe too so um, yeah Crusader go ahead and kick it off yeah, so I wanted to bring this up because Star Wars, the first movie, came out in 1977, and the last movie of the Skywalker saga 
just came out a couple of years ago. So they've had like 40 years to get this right. So um, I guess we can start with what we think about the original trilogy as far as representation goes and how that look that looks like it's changed over time. What I've noticed is since um, Disney acquired all the Star Wars rights, I feel like there's been more of an effort to diversify, especially with the main characters being Rey, a, a woman, instead of a white man, like in the prequels and the original trilogy. But in in the end of the day, she's still white. And I feel like even in the more recent movies, a lot of the characters are kind of pushed aside. Um, and there's been some online backlash even recently about that. So what oh, do you yeah. all think? That's right. Um, I, I guess we'll maybe get into that backlash like a little bit later. Um, yeah. But um yeah what do you think well me um (laughs) i would like to see someone else as the main person besides you know someone who is of caucasian descent and i just kind of feel that the other characters that they they do they they kind of like diminish them in a way and not give them enough power that they deserve they kind of did john boyega's character kind of wrong (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I agree. So, yeah, because he he's so great and, and like his character and and he was he was so he's supposed to be you know a strong you know sidekick character or even have his own unique spin on it and it just I feel like it wasn't fulfilled. Like for example, I'm I'm actually going on a tangent on this, but since I saw King Kong yesterday, they put I like her. She's great. Isa Gonzalez, they put her as the I'm doing a spoiler, whatever. But they put her as the bad as kind of like the bratty bad guy that turns bad guy who like is the daughter of like the main bad guy. And I don't know. I just don't like the way they portrayed her character. They made her bad. They made her sexy. They they had her wear a low cut shirt. And I feel like if they don't portray girls like that, I would just like to see someone in Star Wars. Looks like us, like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, how Crusader said, like they've had like a, a long time to to fix these problems. Like the original movies came out like in the um, late seventies, early eighties, um, and I think in those movies, like in the original trilogy, it's what like only one black character, which is Lando Calrissian. Like I, I've heard a joke where it's all like, man. You're going to tell me that in all of space, in all of the galaxies, there's only one black man, like... <laughs> Literally, though. So true. <laughs> um, and then I guess they try to, like, kind of fix that in the, in the prequels. Although, what, it was just, like, Samuel Jackson. Um, who else was in those? I need a refresher. But, like, main characters, like... Yeah, there were definitely... There was definitely more... POC in the movies in the prequels I just can't remember off the top of my head 
Yeah, I'm searching it up real quick. <laughs> Which is a problem in itself because the main characters were all still white. So the fact that we can't remember is a little bit of an issue in itself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I searched up the prequels class, prequels cast, and it was just a whole bunch of white people. <laughs> like, I... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the interesting an interesting thing is some people can argue that there's two black cast members in the original trilogy with James Earl Jones voicing Vader. Mm. But at the same time, Vader is canonically white under the suit. But you don't know that until he takes his mask off. Yeah. And either way, it's it's one per it's one white guy in a suit and a black guy doing the voice and ho- there's a lot of history as far as Hollywood goes of black singers or voice actors voicing over um for white actors and characters. Mm. Kind of like if you've seen um Singing in the Rain but with a lot of black singers instead doing the voiceovers. That's such an interesting point. I would have never thought about that. You know, the only, (laughs) to the extent that I've thought about, like, kind of that question is, um, it's kind of this meme where it's all like, um, can Darth Vader say the N-word? Like, he's voiced. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He can technically say because he's voiced by James Earl Jones, but it's like, he's white, though, like. Yeah. um, But the way that you put it, like, he goes in deeper and, like, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like Caucasian faces and being in the forefront is that in Lion King, if you guys remember the, yeah. the OG cartoon one, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the voice, and in all the promotional tour and in you know all the interviews. But the amazing Jason Weaver, who is a great singer and and child actor and he was he was actually uh michael jackson in the jackson five movie mm-hmm. back in the day um and yeah and, and that happens all the time and it, I, ju- I just think that it's i don't know it not hurts <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, at that point it's not even like oh we're not including you it's like we're including you but we're like not giving you credits it's it's a little bit worse yeah that kind of ties in to like erasure and a lot of these people not being known i mean james earl jones is very famous but there's a big issue with hollywood that other voice actors don't get credit for these roles mm-hmm. yeah right i think most of our conversations are probably going to lie um with the new movies or unless we have any other stuff to say about the prequels or the original trilogy um i think the only one thing i want to say about the original trilogy is and the prequels is that i like that they did include a female um lead character leia in the original mm-hmm. in the original trilogy and the way that carrie fisher depicted her is um, I really like it because she's you can kind of see Carrie Fisher's own personality in her portrayal of Leia and the fact that they had like a strong female lead main character was really good. And then in the prequels, when they put um, 
her mom Padme as a senator and all of you know having all of these great roles um kind of just added to this to show how this family comes from greatness i guess so i guess the point i'm trying to make is that although they include different genders and races that doesn't necessarily mean that the franchise doesn't perpetuate sexism and racism because the quality of this representation also matters which i think um we can get into talking about the newer movies Mm -hmm. okay so yeah, like uh, in the past, they have had um, female leads. Again, not like, not necessarily the main character, like, um, like Luke or or Anakin. But I also want to say side characters. I would say supporting characters. There we go. Very strong yeah. women supporting characters. But like we saw once Disney acquired them, I don't know if it's because it was just Disney or it was just because they were trying to catch up with the times. Yeah. Um, that a lot of the movies now have female, like, you know, like, actual, um, like, the stars of the film. Leads, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I couldn't find the word for leads. <laughs> yeah. So, like, where where do we go from there, you know? Now they've made this other step, but it still doesn't solve everything, right? It still doesn't solve other problems. Yeah. Um, I guess, why do y'all think they took so freaking long to decide... Let's have more non-white characters. Let's have a female lead. And do you think some of it has to do with the fan base? Because there was some fan backlash when The Force Awakens and Last Jedi came out. And I feel like there's a lot of hatred towards the sequels and specifically the character of Rey. Mm -hmm. And... I'm wondering if that has to do with the fact that the main character is a woman, or is it the fact that the movies weren't as written as well as people had hoped, or a combination of all these different factors? Hmm. Remind me why um, they hate Ray. Um, when the movie came out, I just remember people saying some racist and sexist stuff online. Oh. Um. And they were just like, oh, these movies are trying to be forced representation on people, and it doesn't have to be that way. What are they talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think that, I think you had mentioned, like, the audience does have something to do with it. You know, like, um, I think the audience was heavily male for these types of movies, so they didn't really... Yeah, you know, like I, I learned in one of my film classes that teenage boys, like, are they they carry a lot of weight with them in what yeah. Hollywood produces, you know, because they're the people who are most likely going to go to the movies. I think uh, statistically, um, teenage boys are the people who attend movie theaters the most, and I mean. I'm a, I used to be a teenage boy once, I think. Am I still? Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still 19. I think that still counts. Um, <laughs> and I, I could say that's true. You know, I went with, out with my friends almost every week to go watch a movie or maybe every other week or just that would be like our hangout like to go watch a movie. So when Star Wars The Force Awakens came out, everyone was excited. I remember that. That was, oh my God, what a time to be, yeah. <laughs> to be, really, to be really excited for that. Um, 
I remember it was the last day of school um, for, I think, like before winter break. And that was that was the thing that we did. And I mean, at least from my experience, uh, all my friends really loved The Force Awakens. We came out really excited. We we we, we actually really liked Ray as a character. I know um, it was probably older males who were not as excited about that. But I remember we were pretty excited about that. Um, that that's my perspective on that. Yeah, I like that you brought up the fact that this is probably targeted towards teenage males or young young males because I, is everyone remembers uh, Leia's bikini scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that besides making her like a good le- um supporting character they also had to factor in the fact that she had sex appeal and find a way to get people to come back to watch subsequent movies that came out and perhaps because there's not much of that in the newer movies um cis male viewers might be disappointed i don't know why there's so much hatred towards ray i see well i to be honest, I don't think I've ever heard about hatred for Ray. Maybe towards the end, like of of the of this trilogy, of the sequel trilogy, maybe I heard a little bit of that. But like, uh, like I said, The Force Awakens, I didn't really hear that. Um, yeah. Again, maybe it wasn't my demographic necessarily. Maybe it was. It was pro- I feel like it. Um, the backlash might have been from perhaps older fans because I know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure didn't Kelly Marie Tran get bullied off of social media Who because was that I think that let me check. I believe Kelly Marie Tran, one of the supporting characters in the sequels, and Daisy Ridley were kind of bullied off of social media because of mm. unfortunate comments about their roles. Yeah, I did hear something about that. Yeah, I also heard this uh, this advice that Carrie Fisher gave to Daisy Ridley. She's all like, oh, like, just be aware that you're going to be, like, the fantasy of a lot of, like, boys or of a lot of men. And I was like, just, like, hearing that, like, you know, I don't think I don't think that advice is common for for men, you know, working male actors, you know. So it it sucks that she kind of had to give her that warning, give her that advice because she's been there, like you said. Yeah, it is unfortunate. And I think when it comes to, like, people not liking the sequels, at least for me, I think it, it <laughs> I blame the directors and I blame the writers and I blame, like, it just the whole, how that whole thing was handled, like, with the kind of, um, The Last Jedi, how the director, he kind of just, like, tried to, like, fuck with everything and then J.J. Abrams came back and tried to put everything back together. It was just a mess. Yeah. Story-wise, I... it was a mess. Yeah. And I'm not mad necessarily at the actors or at the characters. I'm mad at the writers and the people in charge of that, which are men. <laughs> but again, it's just my opinion that they chose to like write these characters like this. Like there was so much potential for these characters, like Lissette said, um, with John Boyega's character. Yeah, I agree with that as well. The actors probably didn't really have much say in how the story was going to look like and not liking the movie <laughs> at least for me is more of like a writing and directing fluke mm-hmm. 
And it's so weird because a lot of people, like audiences or people that are unaware about the film industry, they usually blame the actors and it's not mm -hmm. their fault at all. They are, they just there and are just basically being told what to do and how to portray it unless they team up with a great director slash writer. Um, and it's usually like you, like you two said, it's the writers, you know, the whoever's running the show and it's just it's just so unfortunate that that they go after the actors and they should be looking in the credits and seeing who actually financed this and whoever who gave the green light and who are the um studio heads those are definitely what they should be looking to instead because that happened with christian Christian Hadson, or I, I don't remember his last name, but uh, the guy who plays Anakin Skywalker in the prequels, like, it, like they bullied this kid so much, like, and now like everyone loves him now. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy yeah. to see how it, like I think he's gonna be um, what show is he gonna be in or what? No, he's gonna be in Obi Wan, I think. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was all like, yeah, yeah, oh. we love you. I wonder if that effect is gonna happen with like, with the sequel films you know yeah i've been thinking about that too because everyone hates hated on the prequels until the sequels came out so i wonder yeah. <laughs> if people are gonna love them in like 20 years or something mm -hmm. i personally am excited to see hayden christensen in the new obi-wan show yeah okay yeah i fucked up the name real bad then <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> I still love him. I had the hugest crush on him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, Hayden Christensen, oh my god, I'm gonna watch the movie again. Me, I had a crush on him, and um, the actor who plays Obi-Wan, his oh. name is slipping my mind, but... Ewan McGregor? Uh, yeah. He's one of my favorites. I love him too. Yes. Him and Moulin Rouge is great. I, mm -hmm. I can see the sex appeal of these people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah natalie i had a, a fat crush on natalie portman too she i still do she's she's good. yeah she's really pretty <laughs> what were we talking about <laughs> beautiful people <laughs> yeah. we, we just went on this tangent <laughs> but at the same time it's a little sad because the child actor who played anakin in the first episode one was like bullied out of acting yeah what mm -hmm. fun fact so, he did really well, though. Yeah, people were mean, and I feel like there's a lot of people trying to bully the, these actors into when they play roles that they don't really have a say in what they're going to be about. Yeah, um, especially since I feel like they didn't have a lot of stuff to work with. Yeah, a lot of pod racing. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, uh, the, the dialogue is terrible. George Lucas, you're pretty good at writing stories. Stick to just the story, man. Yeah, dialogue is not your thing. Um, mm -hmm. it, the dialogue was really bad, and it's hard to work with dialogue like that. So, like like you said, it's it's not it's not the actor's fault. The actors are great. Yeah. They're, they're passionate about what they do. They really want to learn. It's, it's what they're given to work with and who they're given to work with. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna we're we're probably gonna move on right now because I mean we're still talking about the sequels, but about yeah. the characters that you guys think they should have 
like how could we have made these characters better and like stuff like that to be more inclusive and diverse and you know just to to work a lot better like as a whole lisa and i think you mentioned um thinking that they could have done more with john boyega's character so do you have any ideas as what that could have looked like Mm -hmm. yeah definitely it's really hard for me to say stuff without offending anything um (laughs) just like every guy watching you know every teenage boy that they were targeting to fall in love with ray um as an audience member i feel like it he was much more than just someone trying to chase a girl and i feel Mm -hmm. like his character should have been um and definitely is capable of being like oh no i helped out this is great um let's you know let's celebrate you know he he had because he had he had the force too or something like that right he had some type of he was force sensitive i believe yeah they were they were teasing it teasing it and then in the final movie of the trilogy he's all like great i gotta tell you something and then that never gets resolved i don't know what mm-hmm. what was it it just doesn't get resolved kind of like the sloppiness like how they handed it all over like the stories and they were just fucking with the stories a lot because i agree let's say he could have been such an interesting character especially you know because of his past you know like i think that was set up in the force awakens but it was rain john who's the director in the in the second one i don't want to get his name wrong i'm gonna google it for you <laughs> thank you i just feel like they should have been more uh clear with that like you said yeah rain johnson yeah this fool yeah. like Knives Out was great, man, but your Star Wars, you just fucked everything up. Like, J.J. Abrams gave you all this stuff to work with, and you said, fuck that. You know, like, I think that's what really fucked up everything. Yeah. I think that's the general consensus on the sequels. Like, the way I would have fixed him as a character, it's it's gonna sound wild for Disney. It's not wild at all. If him and Poe we're a couple that oh my god dude imagine that mm-hmm. imagine how interesting and complex and like innovative that would have been but no disney like, disney yeah i feel like everyone was shipping them too mm-hmm. yep. and nothing happened and they're, they're too scared to take these risks that oh they would pay out so beautifully but they're just too yeah scared. oscar isaac what about him? <laughs> just... No, I'm just saying, like, it would have been great, you know? Yeah, it, uh-huh. it would have been great. I feel like they did a little better on story writing and representation in Rogue One compared to the the main movies. Yeah, I I, I wanted oh. to trans- I wanted to transition to Rogue One, so thank you. Mm-hmm. So Rogue One ha- definitely had more men of color as um, main characters which we like to see. I haven't watched it in a while, though, so I can't remember names right now. I just remember Diego Luna. Me too. <laughs> yeah, um, when, when, when we brought up this topic, like I think Rogue One was the first movie to come to mind because of Diego Luna, and he killed it in that role. And like I remember seeing this video that went viral of like this... Uh, it was a Latino dad, and he like did a, a video message for Diego Luna, and he's all like, oh, I just want to say thank you, because I felt really represented in this film, you know. Um, 
because he talked like the dad was saying that he talks with an accent too and to hear that like in a huge production like this in a huge universe like star wars that it meant a lot to him and i was like oh shit man like i, I started to tear up i was like fuck like that's we need more of that like uh, i don't know I, it was it was really great yeah for sure yeah another one that i that i really remember too was i really liked his character of course Forrest Whit- whitaker always does amazing job um yeah so i really liked i really liked him i feel like he he was a hero in his own his own right Mm -hmm. but i think where we run into problems is that (laughs) i think hollywood takes some time to adapt you know like once they find something they just kind of stick with it until people until people don't like want it anymore like i think star wars was like i mean i think the force awakens was like yeah we have like a, a female lead yeah and then the Force so uh not the Force Awakens. Rogue One was like, yeah, we have another female lead, and I feel like yeah. they're gonna keep on doing that. But all these female leads look the same. Like, can't just stop mm-hmm. at like one point in diversity. You know, you got to keep on going. <laughs> and and I feel like they get comfortable, and we gotta like you know, pressure them like, no, more, more, come on, stop being stingy. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm hoping to see that in the new, like the million shows that they announced, but. Um, I have no idea if they're gonna come through with that. I hope they do. Yeah, because it's just like so much diversity is not just about gender and about race, you know, like there's like there's also sexuality and like yeah different, different body shapes, you know, like I remember Natalia, um she told me one time she's all like whenever they show like lesbians or whatever like in a tv show or in a movie they're always skinny and one is always blonde and one is always brunette like (laughs) yeah but and they're both white and that's like the brunette is the diversity (laughs) yeah it's like no there's more diversity to this and like even us we were talking about like how the people how we had crushes on on a lot of the star wars leads like you know, not everyone is going to be this attractive, you know, like that's also like, that's also diversity, you know, like, yeah, when you only put attractive people in, in your movies or like not. OK, um, how do I say this? Like, uh, I think a lot of the issue is that they're putting um, a lot of conventionally attractive people in these movies that go that go with um, Western views of beauty. But there are definitely other views of beauty or even not being like beautiful. That's fine. Like I'm fat. I want to see someone in Star Wars that is fat and can kick someone's ass, please. Yeah, I, I, I think you said it perfectly. Like I, I, I realized like mid-sentence, I'm like, wait, this does not sound good. I need a like, <laughs> backtrack. But yeah, you, you, you said it perfectly. Like, you know, uh, beauty subjective. Everyone's going to find someone uh beautiful so why are we only seeing one version of what beautiful looks like in these in these in every movie kind of yeah like even when they go for these diversity points having actors of different races they're still very conventionally beautiful according to western standards which is fine but people their people look so different so let's let's have people that look more like a normie like me. <laughs> a normie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do we have anything else to say about that? About anything, I guess? 
I, I'm just I'm like bobbing my head and like yeah because <laughs> like <laughs> I completely agree with what you guys are saying it's like um, I don't know I just feel like they're they put the same type of people in and and also you know um with um you know bigger body shapes they always put them also as like oh the comedic relief or fun you know it's like they never put someone as like someone that kicks ass or you know like or 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 a hero you know the the main character so i would love to see that too um and yeah i would love i really would love to see that so that's like you said crusader that that would that would be great yeah sure and i think i mean I think I've been on a couple of podcasts like in, in the Bada Cultura where we talk about and I think like the final message is like, yeah, the, the way that we get to this place is by having people like the people who we want to see on screen behind the scenes and in front of the screen. Because once they're behind the scenes, they're going to make the decisions of who become or of who is on screen. You know, people yeah. that look like me. I want people who look like me on screen, you know. Yeah, so we have to do the work internally to get that external representation that we want and that's what we're fighting for and that's what i know a lot of people in my community are fighting for there's these these guys um uh men and women (laughs) from from southeast la who are like they're very uh they're very confident that the day will come of what they call it nuevo hollywood you know, where all these diverse people, where everyone is going to be able to make their movies and Hollywood is going to change for the better. So I think visualizing that um, is really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I actually want, like, wanted to work in movies since I was in entry school. And I remember in high school, I was trying to somehow get experience in this white guy in the industry told me that it would be very difficult for me as both a woman and um, Latina, that it would be really difficult. And that put me off for a few years. But now talking about this, I think I'm hoping that that changes and that people don't become discouraged in pursuing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, even even it it's even a thing to like have uh, other people like even like of your race or like you know like to block you from those opportunities i know um george lopez has like a a a funny joke about it where he like hates eric estrada which is the the person um he was like a famous mexican actor um because he didn't he didn't give george lopez a shot and i think george lopez is like oh a lot more well known than Eric Estrada ever was and like Brian always says you know once I make it you guys are all gonna make it and I, I, I carry that mentality with me like everywhere you know if I make it all my homies make it <laughs> so that's the dream please <laughs> <laughs> no yeah we have to oh go ahead no no you go ahead I was saying yeah yeah and, and that's and that's the mentality we should carry because unfortunately could you say that like a lot of people have had and unfortunately have had that experience because I have had someone uh, that is all that is, um, 
I guess you can consider a POC and has a high position tell me that as well and say that, oh, that's going to be pretty tough for you, isn't it? What is? You know, you want to be in film and, you know, you're a woman and, you know, how how is that going to happen? And is it, Are you going to work for a Spanish channel or something? Mm. And I said, uh, no, actually, I speak many different languages. Um, one of them, I can understand French, Navajo, and Laos. So uh, that is not, Spanish is not the only thing that I am... Uh, <laughs> that, you know, that I know. Um, and of course, English, you know, that's what I was, uh, my first language. But, uh, but thank you. I, I just said thank you and moved along. Was I pissed? Hell fucking yeah. But, you know, you just have to tell them. You just have to tell yourself. And say, you know, I'll, sh I'll show you. That's fine. I'll change it. Yeah, I, I hate being the bigger person in situations like that. Like, you just want to, like, fuck you. Like, you know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, gotta take the high road. Yeah, I Most think that that's time. the best, the best thing. And, and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you shared that with us. And, and, uh, because, yeah, that, that happens a lot. And you think that people, you're like, wait, you are, you, you are, uh non-white as well why would you you're supposed to you're an administrator you should not be saying this to me you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> any last words it sounds like i'm gonna kill you guys i'm not uh <laughs> any <laughs> final comments or any final thoughts um yeah this first of all if anyone from disney somehow listens to this don't mess up these new shows <laughs> <laughs> and secondly pursue your dreams people great message how about you Lisette yeah same thing don't don't listen to anyone be focused take the high road and yeah I hope I hope everything you know they, they take into account the the diversity and and actually, you know, listen to us, people who actually love and and enjoy the Star Wars uh, stories. And hopefully the shows go well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess my final message is we're not canceling Star Wars, you know, people. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. We still love Star Wars, but, you know, with like like anything, you can make it better and, you know make it better you know that, that, that i think that's what everything in life is going to lead to you know once nothing's ever going to be perfect you're always striving for something better we're just pointing out how you could be better <laughs> but yeah thank you very much for listening everyone make sure to follow us on instagram at lfta lfta ucla and then we have a tiktok too where we post movie reviews and like other types of content also behind the scenes and all that is on instagram but our TikTok is at LFTA underscore talks. We also have a YouTube channel where we do uh, react videos of different things on the internet. So those are really fun. Go check those out. And of course, we do the podcast. We have a whole catalog of podcast episodes that are ready for your viewing pleasure. 
if you like this one, we have one. I think our first episode was about the Oscars. And then we have like other episodes about diversity in film. And we just really have like other fun episodes about like like the Russo de Guadalupe. I think that's a good one too. But yeah, thank you all for listening. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye.